The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We hear from many people across the nation, even other countries, that tune into this Medjinomics program. And you may even ask why you tune into it. Why do you listen to it? What's, what's the reason? You just hear the next news? Uh, radio is the biggest thing out there, really. It's bigger than television is bigger than a lot of things people do. They can tune in and out of it. So why do you listen? What's your purpose in listening? Do you act on it? Many people do. And it's surprising to me, those who do act, how closely they follow what we've learned through our latest messages, putting them into our life, and transmitting them to those who listen or read or visit or watch our lives. And this is a basis for our lady's plans, to change you as an individual, to change the world. This was a letter we just recently received, and it starts out, Dear, a friend of Medjugorje, 
Pam and I are writing to you for several reasons. First and foremost, we want you to know that we are very grateful and thankful for all you and Caritas do for all of us out here and for what you do for conversions. We listen to your podcasts quite often and pass out many of your books to those that we feel may be open to reading them. Pam and I also have moved out of Waterloo, Iowa, in January of 2013. We had lived in Waterloo, metro area of approximately 115,000 people. We had lived there for approximately 18 years and had put a lot of money back into our home to fix it up as we had planned on living there the rest of our lives until we started following Caritas. We read all of your major books, and then prior to your first How-To New Communities convention, we purchased some land in a very rural area, 65 miles east of Waterloo in the Volga River Valley of northeast Iowa. We did this in the spring of 2012. We weren't sure when we bought the land exactly what we would do, but in short order, we built a new home on it in the summer of 2012. At the same time, I sold my business to my employees, and while I planned on going back to work in late 2012 after the home was done, I tried it for two and a half months, only to find I could not get reengaged. So, left work, and have gone to work full-time out here on our property, which will be a full-time job until my days on earth are done. In the summer of 2013, we built a barn with a loft, which we finished into living quarters. We then, this past summer, built a steel hay barn to feed horses and a few cattle out of. The cattle will come next spring. We also built a chicken house and have 18 layers in there. This past summer, we put our 15 acres of tillable land into hay and put in a large garden, our first, and had great success with it. In October 2014, We got a Christian renter who is single and a small building contractor to move into our loft and he helps out a little around here when he can. He also sees things for the most part as we do, although he has not been a follower of Caritas, but we are encouraging him to follow the messages of our mother. We are trying to find people to move in around us and are offering for them to use our land to garden and help with livestock raising, etc., but so far, no luck. We will continue to pray about it and search for those right Christian people. We also are out of the markets completely, so we have tried to follow your guidance and follow our mother. It has been a wonderful journey, and we love the work we have every day, regardless of how hard or trying it may be at times. It is very gratifying as well. We have heard on your shows about your concern for some people, for lack of better wording, not getting engaged fully, and yet follow Caritas and our mother's messages. We have also observed this from many people, friends, who we know follow Caritas and our mother's messages. Many are finding it very hard to leave the markets. Many also find it hard to move into a rural setting and get with community. While this thinking is difficult for Pam and I to understand, We don't live in their shoes. While we have put our heart, soul, and most of our resources into this move, we trust in our mother's messages 
and we trust in your interpretation and intuition of what is to come. We have encouraged many to get out of the markets and to make their move. We have also seen a few make the necessary changes as well, but more do not than do. Since we have been following the messages and praying and fasting, we can see more clearly things we could not see before. It is amazing, and we are grateful for the insight that we have been blessed with. While we have a long way to go with our spiritual life, we are grateful to where we have come. We pray daily for guidance to prepare both spiritually and physically for what is to come. We continue to look forward to your podcasts and pray and hope that net neutrality will not stop these. We will also continue to support Caritas as we have the funds to help. Again, a friend of Medjugorje, thank you. And thank all of the wonderful people at Caritas for their complete dedication. We truly appreciate it. Sincerely, Gary and Pam from Wadena, Iowa. Plan to live there the rest of their lives. What makes someone say that are good people, wise people, successful business people, get up from where they plan to die and move to another place? Truth. Because we structured our life, we planned it, we laid it out in untruth. Oh, yes, many things. Part of that plan is, is filled with truth. But you pray just like they end the letter and things they begin to see that they didn't see before. That's what prayer does. And they just told us on February 25th. I call all of you, pray more. Speak less. Don't talk your way into everything and debate everything. People often come and say, well, should we sell a house? Should we do this? I tell them, Pray. What comes through prayer is exactly what happened in this couple. The more they prayed, the more things materialized on its own power. The power of prayer. We talk things too much. We try to talk ourselves into things. We can rationalize things individually to convince ourselves to do and make moves that we want to do. You've got to grow through this through prayer. You've got to plan it that way. Because if you pray, you don't have to plan it. It happens, and you'll know, you'll feel what's right. To go forward and take radical steps to move away from a place that you planned, that you were going to live there, you even fix the house up, you put everything into it to be convenient, and, and you're at retiring age already, and you change the whole direction of your life, is exactly what our lady said. Change the direction of your life. Pattern your life pattern your decisions on what I'm showing you and what's coming. What's coming is what Yvonne said that we've told you before. You wonder why our day comes every day? You'll know when you see physical changes upon the earth. Or rather, she says, you'll understand why she came every day because there'll be physical changes upon the earth. Reason it out. Think about it. What's integrated? Economy. What if the economy goes away and you're integrated with that? Well, you're stuck into it just like they were where they lived before and they saw this isn't good for us. And now they say it's very hard and the work is difficult. But you know what they added in this letter? It's very gratifying. 
come back from one prayer the other day, my son says, Dad, look, look in the refrigerator, I put some bacon in there. We'd smoke some bacon. He had done that for the whole community. And wanted us to, it's gratifying. It's something he did with his hands. It's something, the fruit of our, our, our labor to feed ourselves. And it's a joy of our life. It's some of the things that God gives to us. We're not totally set up. We're not totally to be able to sustain ourselves at this point. But we're working toward that while we work for Our Lady. And you need to be working toward where Our Lady wants you to go and be working for Our Lady. You work for Our Lady even just in your family if you're living the messages. That's her work. Her work on you is to take the message into your heart, be molded and transformed, and to convert yourself continually, not after the easy conversion, but afterwards, takes a lot of work. There's a constant work you have to do on yourself. And closer to the soil brings that about. So he wrote that people are having a hard time getting out of the market. They're not praying enough. I remember back in 99, 98, I was telling somebody to get out of the stock markets, and these people were heavily in the stock markets. Not commercial industry, they own industrial industry, huge manufacturing places. And that's part of the portfolio. And I took them to two or three trips, and finally, the third trip, after hearing me say that, this is back in 98, I think, maybe a little earlier. They said we got out of the market, completely out of it. It, it took them, and, and they had plenty of excess to lose. But they saw back then, get out of it. Now, had they stayed in it, and they might have been wondered, from 98 to 2008, the market went straight through the roof. Maybe they'd, maybe they'd tripled or quadrupled their, their worth. But they didn't need that anyway. They didn't need that because the money they already had, they could be tied to 90% of it and still live just the same lifestyle on 10%. Now, most people aren't fortunate to be in that position. What the story tells you, he acted on it through prayer. So if you don't feel like you should be acting or you want to procrastinate, that doesn't work. We're headed for something that's very visible that sometimes is in a fog when you look forward and seeing and what the news is saying and what everybody's trying to say, even on your side, or do this or get ready or be diversified. You can't be diversified and think you're not going to be injured. The whole thing will come down. The only thing that can't come down is your tomato plants and your, your beans and things like that, which depend on God and the weather for the staying up, nature's way. But that's yours. And I can't understand for the life of me, people who have the means and the money and, and the, the ability to buy land and like Gary and Pam's doing to bring other people in on it, Share your wealth because you because sh- what's the biggest thing in the industry? Labor. Somebody can help you. The whole thing on, on companies is people. I just was told they're, they're paying, Apple was paying $250,000 as a bonus to come to work for them for whatever they have, some special specialty position. $250,000. Why? Because people are valuable. And if you want an investment... And you're like Gary and Pam, and you've got the means to buy land and just let them live on there. You need their help. And if things collapse, you don't want to be paying them wages. You want them to be able to eat the pork, eat the beef, grow the grass that the cow eats, that you eat the cow and drink its milk. And so we, we forgot that it's just fundamental. It's just very, very simple. And so Our Lady wants to spiritually change your life and change, change your direction. But that means what you're doing. 
That doesn't mean you have to quit being a doctor. But while you're a doctor in the city, in fact, I was just out of town, my wife and I, we ran across a couple. It evolved to where, where do you live? And we said, and they said, oh, in Alabama. They said, oh, you live in Alabama? We do too. So well, where do you live? I said, North Alabama. They did. And uh, well, whereabouts in North Alabama? I said, well, you wouldn't know where the place is. And my wife says, well, where is it? And I said, well, it's, it's, it's a place called Steerit. My wife said, well, that's where we live. We live in Steerit. Where is Steerit? She said, well, it's just a real out-of-the-way place. I said, well, what's the name of the road? She says, 43. My wife says, we live on 43. He's, in a, he's a doctor. They live in a subdivision. And they said, we just bought 100 acres on 43, right down the road from us. And and the, get to religion. What are y'all? Catholic. Oh, I love Catholics, she said. She said, I'm Episcopalian, so but I love Catholics. So we explain their place. She said, I pass that every day. And there's no reason for us to even strike up a conversation being out of town. And But that happens. But the point I'm bringing this all up for is, God, you cross people's paths. But at the same time, this story conveys, here's a doctor. He's making money. And he feels a need to get out and get chickens. I was just told yesterday we got a load of uh, um, batch of chickens in. We raise these chickens, so either for eggs or to eat. We went to uh, order. We we're going to order more, and they told us yesterday that they don't have any more chickens until June. Here it is at the end of February, and you can't even get baby chicks. They said they never had a year like this. That it's huge. Everybody's ordering. You think some people are praying enough to say, hey, I need to get chickens. And this family, this doctor who are from Michigan, felt they needed to get out of Michigan. They moved to Alabama. And now they make another move out of the subdivision to 100 acres. See, they were taking steps. God can't show them, well, we want you to move to a farm from Michigan. We're not going to do that. We're a doctor. We want to be in a subdivision. We want to be neighbors. We want to be partying, whatever. I don't know what the reasons were. My point is, God had to make them get that step to get from Michigan to get to Alabama, from Alabama to 100 acres on 43. They're probably 20 miles up the road. Well, not that far, but 15 miles up the road. But you see how God works? You've got to take the steps. You can't take the steps or the correct steps without prayer. And he says, do not dare take a step without God. How do you do that? Say, God, I'm making this decision. I don't want to do it. I don't know if it's the right thing, but I feel this is what I'm supposed to do. But before I take this step, I want to cover it in prayer that you bless it. Because even if it's a slightly wrong mistake or step that you see later is not correctable or wasn't the correct step to take, God's blessing brings fruit out of even a decision that's not 100%. The fruit comes from the blessings of God. Your decision don't have to be 100% correct. It can be 60%. It can be 80%. But if you're making it in goodwill, and you want His will, and already told us February 25th about His will, this is the time of, in this time of grace, I call you all to pray more and speak less. In prayer, seek the will of God. How? She says, seek the will of God and live it it is the will of God according to the commandments of which he, God calls you. It's real simple, but you have to act on it. And time is running, and Our Lady says you're not time's master. Frank? Yeah, I would say to those people that, that don't want to get out of the market, 
I read um, Keith Newmeyer, the CEO of First Majestic Silver, and he says that the company is making measures for sustainability in current market conditions. Remember, Keith Newmeyer is the CEO that said he could not produce silver at a profit, and this is when silver was in the 18s or $19 an ounce, which it's lower today. And so he says he's doing things, and he's the one that said that um, he would hold back silver if the price didn't go up. So what are the things he's doing for sustainability? We can only guess. He also said he was going to go to other CEOs and recommend they hold back uh, silver as the price is being manipulated. But he also said, I'm a big believer we're going to see triple-digit silver. Now, this is not a silver analyst that tend to get real excited about what they're analyzing and sometimes can get a little pie in the sky. This is a CEO that does market research and tends to be very conservative about the product they're mining. So, uh, so but, Make that clear. He, he, he owns silver mine? This guy does? Yeah, he, he owns silver there, mines. There's uh, silver producers that their main, they just produce silver. Um, silver is a byproduct of a lot of other mining. But the silver producers are few, and they're one of the biggest ones. And he said he's probably the most efficient out there, and he can't make a profit mining silver as a, as a, as a silver miner and at this price. And, also and what's the, what is the price now? I think it's um, in, the, in the 16s, maybe um, 16, mid-16s. So it's selling for $16, and he says it costs him $18 to mine it. $18, no, he, he could make money when it was when it was at that price. I don't think that the, there's silver miners that can make money under twenty dollars per ounce. This is market manipulation. But my my point here is he's saying triple digit silver as somebody who would tend to be very conservative about price. And so he's saying, to put that into perspective, it'll outperform the dollar ten times. It'll be ten times better than having your money in the dollar. And we know in nineteen eighty silver went to sixteen to one to the Dow. So that would be, it would outperform the markets, the stock markets, by 70 times to get back to that level. So Keith Neumeier is looking in, in from a secular perspective without a paradigm change. And what we should be looking at is what did God create gold and silver for? And he's looking at it as, a, as an asset that used to be a monetary asset, that nothing's really going to change. And this is, you know, his conservative estimate. We should be looking at it as, from a biblical perspective and a historical perspective, every time we go to fiat money, we return to an honest money system. God created gold and silver to be this money system. The United States, in its founding, stood for honest money. They were, we were against uh, central banks and fiat money and these type of things. We had to have a, you know, um, a real covert secret meeting to get the Federal Reserve the largest central bank in the history of the world uh, in the United States. And so, but this always happens that we return to honest money, the people get tired of it, and this is the way that we should be looking at it, because Our Lady says peace won't come from the presidents. And um, this would be a springtime for the church. This would be a springtime for the world if we went back to this honest money system and we didn't have, you know, uh, you know a few ruling the world. And so uh, what I want to point out is, is that so silver now, because of electricity, is consumed. So now where we had 15 to 1 in 1792, 
in the United States in the Coinage Act. It, it's there's no way that we could get that. And so, how we should look at silver and why silver is so important is it's more rare than it's ever been. The, the The ratio to gold should be closer than it's ever been in an honest money system. You can get twice as much silver as gold. It's two to one, four times four to one. Explain and fifteen to one and two to one. What, what you're saying? Exactly what you're saying, Frank? In an honest money system, if uh, fifteen ounces of silver will buy one ounce of gold, in the coin inject of seventeen ninety two. Um, 15 ounces of silver bought an ounce of gold. In an honest money monetary system, the United States Treasury would have 15 times as much silver as gold. And they would issue issue dollars against either gold or silver. A $20 bill was an ounce of gold. Um, a, a $1 bill was a, an ounce of silver. And so um, those were... Uh, let me let me explain, make that clear. What I, the point I was trying to get you to clarify, to make it really clear in their listeners' eyes. In other words, 20, 15, out, 15 one ounce pieces of silver equals gold, and that fifteen ounces comes from the fact that for every ounce of gold coming out of the earth, there's fifteen times more silver in the earth. So actually, the value is the same uh, per ratio. So fifteen pieces, or t- there's been times in history, there's been ten. 10 to 1, whatever. So when Frank's saying 2 to 1, it means that the shortage of, of gold to, next to silver, silver's more plentiful, except it's not the case right now. And one other point that's real important to make, what Frank's saying, is that if silver has a daily demand for bomb making, for computers, for cell phones, for washing and dryers, for all industry, it's a demand product all, all everywhere across the world. And it's in high demand. They have to have it for what they're producing. And that means that the demand there would make it profitable to mine it. Unless something is interjecting itself to manipulate to keep it lower. So there's no question. The proof's in the pudding. It's a self-analysis of silver that this is manipulated because the people who did run to silver demanded not paper, but silver, physical silver, silver would go to the roof. And this is what Frank was talking about, the CEO saying, we're going to see three-digit silver. Now, the three-digit means one zero zero or above, below 1000 So that means it could be $900 an ounce, it could be $101 an ounce. But definitely silver, we saw this a long time ago, is being manipulated because it would crash the economy if everybody got onto it. Your benefit now is that you can run to it now Act on it, and don't don't put it in the bank. Put it in the silver because it's physically there. Better than that, and I always want to qualify that, you're not after silver. You're after an immediate fix to safeguard what you have that you can put your funds into a system like Gary and Pam or like what we've done here in our life that we can eat by. That's more valuable than silver. You can't eat silver, and you don't want to be chasing that. But one thing you do want to do is safeguard your retirement while you can get it, pull it out, turn it into to the silver, Frank. Yeah, and, and what I'm saying is that Keith Neumeyer is not suggesting that there will be a monetary demand by governments because we will demand that that's how currency is issued. That's what's happened in history. Um, it's, it's happened every time fiat money is replaced by honest money, gold and silver. And the last thing that I want to point out is, is so that if there's no way that we can get, you know, that I could see we could have 10 times as much silver as gold in, in Treasury. And so 
why is silver 75 to 1 today? And, uh, you know, how come now you can get 75 ounces of silver for an ounce of gold? The reason is, is that gold being the monetary asset of kings or the monetary asset of governments, gold is still recognized by governments or kings as a monetary asset. It's not... Good point. It's not backing money, but it's still being consumed. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the analysts, um, I forget his name, uh, that writes with Robert Kiyosaki, Michael... Uh, uh, millionaire Dad. Yeah, he, says, he said if silver always returns to this backing money, and today it'd have to be $60,000 per ounce, how much money that we have printed out there. Well, that's a point. Um, that's a good point you make. The the gold is still in demand because countries that's what they're basing on, but they devalued the the monetary part of the paper system of being backed by silver. So when we run to it, and everybody runs to it, and the and the government don't want you to, then it, it will come back in line. How can it be seventy five times less than gold when there's it's supposed to be more, much more than that uh, in the earth? Yeah, and that was Michael Maloney. But my point is that silver's the money of we the people. Silver's the money of the people. So the governments are getting it, the people aren't getting it. So so this is what we're seeing in prayer. And this is where we're being led, is to see something that the world hasn't seen. But eventually, people are going to wake up, and this ratio is going to tighten and tighten, and you'll... Silver will be recognized as the under, most undervalued asset on the planet when it's probably three digits. That's, now, that's my point. But um, now, Frank, if people wanted to get in I, touch with I, you in order to to, um, <laughs> to exchange what they have now into uh, the miraculous metal Medjugorje round, which is uh, what you're dealing in, um, then how would they get in touch with you? You can reach us toll free eight seven seven nine three six. Seven six eight six. You can also uh, reach us by email at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And the number again is 877-936-7686. Got a last comment, Frank? Yeah, this is just compelling times. And it's, it's time to prepare and... Uh, we do that um, first by speaking less and praying more. So, And so we have people asking us when we're going to do the next conference, uh, the conference of communities, our new communities conferences. We haven't scheduled anything yet. We will, but we're getting ourselves in a position we can do that. We have to close out the retooling. We've got construction. We're beginning and going on to do that and some things that have to be tidied up and finished. So it's coming, but be praying for that because a lot of people, and this next one we do have, we've got a lot more skill, a lot more things we can teach you and show you from from the wide range of life and a new way of life. So keep it in prayer. Remember I said what Frank just said, pray and speak less. This is the time to pray. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.